Hello, and welcome back to Goat Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda. Today's topic is going to be about homeschool burnout. We're just going to have a collective nap today where we're just going to have some silence <laughs> and everyone that's listening can just lay down and take a nap with us and that'll be our burnout addressing, right? We're just going to address it that's, that way. That sounds perfect. <laughs> welcome to Goat Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda. I'm Erin. And I'm Amanda. This is the podcast to encourage moms that have been at this homeschooling gig longer than five years and plan on sticking with it through the high school years. The long haulers, as we like to say. We want to help you have the greatest of all time homeschool that meets the needs of your family by encouraging you with real conversations on the issues that pop up as you've been in this homeschool lifestyle for years. So it'll be fun to try and see if there's people out there that need the encouragement and there's anything that we can do to help others as they get started on their journey that'd be awesome that's what we're here for well we assume that if you're listening to this it's you know you have been in this for the long haul or at least a little while and even sometimes like the very first year you feel burnt out already so we know that this is a very common thing I think burnout happens seasonally it does for me anyway <laughs> oh yeah how about you oh yeah yeah on the regular I've been thinking about it lately and needing to take a break and figuring out what kind of break we can take what I what things I can punt to someone else <laughs> so when in. you start feeling burnout what do you think is the cause why do you think you get burnout with homeschool mm, that's a million dollar question isn't it it's probably uh -huh. doing the same things every day without reprieve. So the repetition, the repetition of it, of it would probably uh -huh. wear me out the most. Yeah. So to break up that monotony, you know, do a field trip day or have a day where we don't do anything or we just hang out and watch movies or what about you? What do you do uh, when you're feeling it? <laughs> I think similar when I start feeling bored with homeschool or I see my kids are bored I start feeling like questioning why are we still using this curriculum why are we still doing this co-op why are we still you know all of those things when it just gets to be boring but having to check myself to make sure that I'm not just checking out because it's easy or you know what I mean like sometimes it can feel boring but it's actually really good lull in the schedule and that that quote boredom isn't a bad thing necessarily I start feeling burnt out if we start the school year we usually try to start in July to some level just like easing back into it and I think when it hits like September October I start feeling a little burnt out because we've already been at it for a couple months especially if something we've chosen to do or the kids have asked to do or I've said hey we we're doing this isn't working very well, or it's causing a lot of frustration, or we just don't look forward to that part of our day, then I start feeling a little burnout. And then, you know, once the holidays, December hits, so it's, I think for me, every, maybe every six weeks, I feel like I'm ready to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so some years I have scheduled our, our calendar to reflect a six week break. And that is really good too, where it's already built in. Like we're done with this to break our year up into chunks. Mm -hmm. um, that's helped. I don't know. I feel like there's not a, a one size fits all solution because for me personally, even fixing the burnout looks differently at different seasons and different years. Right. Yeah. You know, just having a girl's night or having 
some time without children, whatever that looks like, you know, if like you and I were talking about earlier, going to a bookstore and just like hanging out and reading books and not even talking to each other, but just being in the same space together. And we've done that before where we like you and I can be in the same room and not talk and be completely comfortable with it. Yes. (laughs) That is like, that's refreshing for a lot of people Uh or maybe going and getting a mani-pedi or, you know, or just kind of breaks up all that monotony and it breaks up all of the obligation. And I think that that helps with that burnout. Yeah. For a lot of people, it does. And maybe this is a controversial, um, unpopular opinion time that I'm going to say here right now, but I see a lot of homeschool moms that are fantastic and their family culture is such that they do everything with their kids. Like they'll never sign up to go to a meeting. They'll never sign up to go to a mom's night out. They'll, you know, they, if their kids aren't welcome, then they just don't take that time. And I know there's a lot of reasons for that kind of culture in a home. Sometimes it has to do with the husband works nights or is out of town a lot, or he's just not very helpful with the kids. And it's really, really sad. I think, and unfortunate that, that sometimes people don't see the value in investing in themselves because a lot of times these same moms that have that family culture of always being with the kids are also the ones that are the most burnt out and the most lonely and the most depressed and the most sad. And that might be a huge overgeneralization and I might get some hate mail for that, but (laughs) there's a lot of truth to it though, for sure. I've seen that I've been around the block here for like the past 10 years. And I, I do have experience with leading a nonprofit homeschool organization that is a support group. And I have seen the needs and I, I will just tell you from a quote expert opinion here is that when you don't take the time to invest in yourself or to take a night off, even for like an hour, go walk around your block by yourself with your headset, pray, listen to music that pumps you up. If you're not regularly taking that time away from your kids, like how can you pour from an empty cup? You know what right. I mean? Exactly. Do you feel the same or have you seen this? Yeah, for sure. And when my kids were little, I didn't really have, I didn't have a regular babysitter or Mm -hmm. someone that I trusted, you know, my list for people that I trusted with, and it's still true. People that I trust with my kids is very, very short. And so I didn't, we didn't ever feel like we could, um, like with my husband and I, we never had date nights. I mean, there was, I've said this on social media that it's been years since we've had date nights and stuff. And there was a stint of probably five or six years that we didn't have date nights, but we just didn't have those regular trusted people. And so the stress of leaving my kids with someone else was more than the stress that I would be relieved by having that alone time, Mm -hmm. you know? So like there has to be that balance too. And what, like what you said though, taking a walk around the block and I mean, you've got to be able to trust your kids with your spouse. And I'm not saying that from a judgmental perspective. It's more of an observational perspective of here's where I see a lot of anguish in the homeschool community is with, especially with large families, you know, there's, it is hard to find a sitter for 12 kids, (laughs) or it is hard to find a sitter for your special needs child. I'm not poo-pooing that. I'm not saying that people aren't trying or that that's not a Mm. desire and they just don't have that. I know there's seasons of that, but I feel like it's important to 
acknowledge that when we're not pouring into ourselves right or allowing god to pour into us because we're taking that morning time to have a devotion or right and even if that means getting up early or going putting the kids to bed early so you have and that's kind of where i was going with that was a lot of times right because we didn't have someone to to dump our kids on for lack of whatever (laughs) we didn't have babysitters we would take time to spend together when the kids were in bed. And so, you know, we might stay up an extra couple of hours so we can spend that time talking to one another or watching a show together or whatever it is. That's what, that was our date night for a lot of years. And there are those seasons for sure. There are those seasons. And now we have people that I would trust with my house key, you know, like it's, and it's totally fine that, but there for a time. And so there are, there are seasons for that and that's okay, but you can still figure out times to spend on yourself and Mm -hmm. to kind of refuel yourself, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like to you. Yeah. And I, that's kind of my point is it's not the word is intentionality. I think that I'm looking mm-hmm. for, oh, for, you sure, know, yeah. if we're intentional with seeing, Hey, I'm on the hairy edge of losing my, <laughs> my crap right now <laughs> because of all the things not even related to homeschool, but family or death or stress or losing a job or whatever the stressor is the catalyst for the depression or the anxiety or the burnout that all culminates. If we're not being intentional with our time and saying, I'm going to wake up 10 minutes early just to pray or to go for the walk around my house, even just outside, or just to get a moment alone where I don't hear mommy, 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 you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because again, I've seen so many moms in that place, having done this alongside so many women that the ones that are chronically depressed about homeschooling or just make it seem like, why are you still doing this? Because you seem to hate it. You, you seem to hate your kids. You seem to hate, you know, hate your life. Then what is it that's, that could be done differently? And a lot of the times it is a simple thing of how are you investing in yourself to stop this cycle? Or, you know, maybe it is a situation where you just ask your husband to hang out with the kids. You know, there's been many times where I've just told my husband when he gets off work, like peace out, you know, like (laughs) they're on your watch, you're on their watch now because it's just been a rough day. And sometimes, you know, that can cause problems with us. And in the early years that did where we kind of get into a little scuffle of like, you know, like I'm just burnt out. I'm really stressed out. I just need to go like get groceries right now. Or I just needed to go drive around the block and just get a little time. Or can you just even just take them outside to play while I go take a shower? Because I didn't even get a shower this morning because of whatever I was up with the baby at night. And I just couldn't get there because the kids needed breakfast and I was still in bed. And you're reminding me of all those years that I was overstimulated and overtouched because I had like, you're twitching <laughs> right now. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Make my eyes twitch. Yeah. You know, my youngest is what we call a stage five clinger. <laughs> and I will still call him my barnacle from time to time because he's quite the oceanographer. And uh, so that's like the best mm-hmm. description of him is that he's my barnacle. I'm the whale. He's the barnacle. <laughs> and he just clings on and will not let go. And I remember so many years where I was so overtouched and yes. over and just I just needed to not be touched. We have those husbands that are like, come on, baby. And we're like, no, I can't be touched anymore. <laughs> Say, don't look know, at me, don't breathe around me. Just, <laughs> Nothing. Just let me take a shower by myself. <laughs> I'm locking the door. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I have a very sarcastic friend as well. And she was speaking at, and at one of our homeschool meetings that we've attended to in our support group. And she's like, moms, there's this great invention. I don't know if you know about it, but it's called a bathroom door lock. <laughs> You just turn the thing and it makes it where your kids can't open the door because if you're complaining about the fact that you get no time alone, this is a very handy solution for you. It's like brand new tech. Like, and if you don't have one, get one. Yes. It's yes. worth the investment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a simple thing, you know, but a lot of times we're so giving and so empathetic with our children that we, it is hard to draw those boundaries of yeah. time and touch and space right. and, you know, personal boundaries and, you know, um, or there's been other times where, especially as my kids have gotten older too, where it's like, we've kind of like gone head to head with each other. And I will just say, all right, I'm going to my room. I'm putting myself in a timeout because I don't want to be around you right now because I need space to not say something right. that I don't need to say. And you don't either, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that goes for homeschool mom burnout too. I need space. I need time. Just give me 20 minutes in my room by myself for us long haulers that may or may not have younger children, you know, where their our kids are mm-hmm. old and they can fend for themselves. Go lock yourself in your room and just decompress. Right. Yeah. That's a good idea. So what are some other solutions you've come across in the years as far as connecting like with your husband? outside of homeschool (laughs) finding things that we both enjoy so there's Mm -hmm. those common grounds because we're evolving as women and they are also evolving as men and their interests change and um our interests change and so finding continually finding those things that we have in common i think that helps a lot and even listening to the monotonous complaints about work that I don't care about one iota, but he returns the favor by listening to my monotonous complaints about other random things. Then, you know, I mean, like turnabout's fair place. We can vent to one another. We can shout and holler at one another. Um, A lot of times we'll have intellectual conversations, you know, we'll have intellectual debates and that is really kind of stimulating, Mm -hmm. intellectually stimulating. And that's nice to be able to have that, have a partner that we can do that with. And when you're overly stimulated with intellect, then maybe have stupid conversations and have really dumb jokes with one another. (laughs) And um, that could, you know, do the opposite, which is something, sometimes that's needed. Mm -hmm. You know, the comic relief kind of thing. What about you? What do you guys do? Well, I asked because I feel like a lot of the times when we're feeling burnt out, it's because we haven't made that connection. The very first connection that we had. Tricky, tricky. Yeah. Yeah. So it's something that I feel like, you're looking at the, the homeschool burnout or just the overwhelm that you have during your day with kids. But I think a lot of that stems from sometimes not feeling connected with your spouse, mm-hmm. because when I feel more connected that I'm more able to give out of that well-being filled back up. You know that I mean? is an excellent, excellent point. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You, you know, you're, you should be my psychiatrist. Like we need to, oh, no. this is therapy session now where <laughs> Aaron is going to give I am not a doctor. marital <laughs> advice. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I, I've been around, I've seen some of these things, and those mm-hmm. are some of the connections that I've made with a lot yeah. of people. You know, we've been on this different homeschool Facebook groups and stuff, and I there's a couple of 
things that I notice, and I see a lot of the ones, especially the moms that are chronically burnt out, they don't have a good relationship with their spouse a lot of the time, not always, or they feel like I don't have friends. They're lonely. They don't have people outside of their day. So I know one thing that I've heard people do before, I've not done this. I've used other coping mechanisms with burnout, but uh, there was a group in our community that it was, I think, three or four families and each Friday or whatever day of the week they picked, then one of the moms would have all four of those families' kids at their house for the afternoon so that those other three moms could go and have a coffee break or go get groceries alone or spend time homeschool planning or going to see a movie or you know whatever it was that they needed to get done. And then the next week it would rotate. So essentially you're getting three days or three half days off a, yes. a month to be able to do those things. That's amazing. Especially if you don't have a supportive spouse, that might be a really mm-hmm. good option to find even just one other mom to say, Hey, for a half day on Tuesdays, you take the kids and the next Thursday, I'm going to take the kids. And then you've got that break. Right. Kind well, of built you in. know, and there's a lot of people that some, it's not so much that their spouse is unsupportive, but they just don't understand you know, and that's, I've found that with my spouse a lot of the time, like he is super supportive. Obviously he he would have to be supportive in order for us to be able to even homeschool, but he just doesn't get it. So like, I will try to bounce ideas off of him. Well, what do we try this with this kid? Or we try that with that kid. And he's clueless, has no idea (laughs) what we've been doing, how we've been Mm -hmm. doing it. And I'll even say things like, Hey, how about you homeschool the kids then? You know, (laughs) and we get into a little, little tussle about that. But, and he'll say, what, do you want them to be stupid? Because that's what would happen if I homeschooled (laughs) our kids. And so then he ends up joking about it, but that's fresh. That can be a frustration for me. So like having someone, you know, maybe I need to connect with him on a different level. Um, And I can't Mm -hmm. always connect with him on the homeschool front, but having his reassuring comments every once in a while, that helps me to stay focused And Uh so getting compliments from, so if there's any homeschool dads listening, it's just a little word of encouragement to the primary homeschooler um, or the homeschool facilitator in your house would go a really, really long way. And, you know, my husband's not prone to compliments. He's not a big complimenter. And so every Uh once in a while I have to prod him for one. And then he'd give me a doozy and it carries me on for another six months or a year or something. And we're good, you know, but yeah. Yeah. And that, that kind of thing will help with, and maybe even, and we, as women don't always say to our spouses that we have some kind of words of encouragement from them. Mm -hmm. And so, and, but they're a lot of times they're just so clueless and they just don't know. And so we have to be communicative Mm -hmm. too, you know, where we can't always have these expectations of them. We have to tell them what we need, you know? So if we need those words then tell them that, and hopefully they'll follow suit and do it, you know? Yeah. I think you hit on a really important thing too, is when I hear other women talk about like, my husband's not very supportive. And then it's the next question of, well, what have you asked him to support? You know, like, have you communicated that you have a need where maybe your kid's struggling in math? Like my husband saw the struggle and he was like, what can I do to help? And he actually does math with my kids for me when they need help. We, we do an online program that we love. And when there's questions, he will take that on just because I don't explain things as well as he does. And he has more of that math brain where I'm like more the English and history side of things. 
that mm-hmm. I love to teach. And so he kept seeing the frustration and it took a couple of years. And, you know, we've been doing this now a couple of years where he is the one, he's the math guy, you know, Good. go ask dad. Yeah. Yeah. But so. so many, I mean, and your husband's able to work at home, thankfully, but yeah. you know, he has a home office and there's so many men that don't have that. So they don't always see it. And yeah. that was how our, our wife was initially when we first started homeschooling, my husband was working at outside of the home. And so he never saw any of it. He, you know, mm-hmm. we were done with school. We started and we're finished by the time he got home, he had, it was all totally on my shoulders. And so he just had no understanding of it. And it wasn't until he started having a home office that he began to see the things that we do. And now he'll kind of walk in and out of the schoolroom while we're doing things. Mm-hmm. And he has a much bigger understanding of it still doesn't really understand everything that goes into it. You know, I mean, yeah. they can't be with us all the time and they're certainly not as observant, generally speaking. See, we're going to get all kinds of hate mail, but they're generally <laughs> not as observant um, about things as women are. And uh, of course there's always exceptions to that rule, but um you know, so they're, they're not going to know. They just don't know. Right. And so we can't, they're not mind readers. So many times well, these marital issues can be <laughs> resolved by yes. how about you communicate to your husband? <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. One time I was really struggling with something with homeschool, multiple things. And, you know, my husband was trying to be helpful and say, well, you should do this or you should do that. And, or I wouldn't ask for help, but because he's at home working with walk through the room and make a comment about something or my method or what was going on or like, why is everything like this? And I was like, I had to bring it home and say, what if I walked by when you were working at the office by your cubicle? And I just said, why are you doing your job like that? You would Mm -hmm. be so offended. And so like, you're not in my shoes. You don't know why my method is working this way. So it was kind of like (laughs) a little we joke. It was fine. It was like not a big argument or anything like that, but it was just kind of showing him like, here's like, you can't just do that with my homeschool. And I think that that sometimes that also leads to burnout is when the mom feels criticized mm-hmm. by her husband. Um, and, and they're trying to be helpful guys are fixers. You know, that's one of their best qualities. Most guys I've met are fixers and you, you know, they hear your struggle and they're like, okay, here's the solution. And you're like, I don't want a solution. I just want you to listen. <laughs> right? Uh But (laughs) that's kind of, yeah, that's one of the other things that's kind of funny. I like to joke too. Someone made a comment once and I've kind of like attached myself to this, but we joke that like when Joe's working from home, my husband, uh, corporate's in town, you know, so you have to be on your best thing. (laughs) We're not going to throw the books all over the living room and get all the toys out. You know, I'm teasing. (laughs) Yeah. Corporate's in town. Corporate's in town. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Got to, got to wear something nice for corporate to be just in case. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. Make sure you brush your teeth. (laughs) Show up on time. We're not rolling out at 10 o'clock in the morning. So yeah, one of the other ways that I find, I think we've hit on before is finding a support group locally or even a Facebook page, whatever it is that you're feeling like you don't have, whether that's friends or just sometimes putting yourself out there a little bit. I know it feels like one more thing. And when you're already burnt out, that one more thing you feel like is going to set you over the edge. But I know the times when I've been really burnt out and I'll get a text from you, Amanda, or another friend, like, Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, well, I actually, I'm doing terrible. And we can get into a conversation 
Um, or maybe it's showing up to a homeschool support meeting that you haven't been to, like you joined a group and you weren't as involved as you hoped to be at the beginning of the year. And now you're kind of drowning. Go to the support group meeting this month, go to uh, the Facebook zoom call or whatever, the Facebook live and leave a comment. Do just, what is the one thing if you're feeling really burnt out that you can do today to Mm -hmm. turn it around, you know, because it's really those little things that I feel like culminate into walking yourself out of that burnout feeling. Right. And, and And don't take the whole month at once or or the whole week at once, take one day at a time, one hour at a time, sometimes one minute at a time. And (laughs) (laughs) depending on how stressed out we are. Yeah. Right. I also like to call it professional training where sometimes I will go hang out and have coffee with Amanda and we'll talk homeschool, you know, like (laughs) do a coffee date with a friend or we have a lovely homeschool group that we're both a part of that has a women's encouragement day every January, because why not? That's the perfect time when you're halfway through the year and feeling kind of like, oh, the holidays just happened. How am I going to get started again with the kids? And, you know, maybe you're really burnt out because the weather is it's dark outside or it's cold or you haven't got out much or your kids have been sick, like December, all of our friends were sick, you know, Mm -hmm. we were sick and, there's a lot of different ways to deal with the burnout. And it doesn't have to be extravagant. It can be a small no. thing, you know, find something that would help you individually. And it might be something completely different that would help us. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just throwing out options, you know, cause I think sometimes <laughs> when you're in burnout mode, you're not in like constructive thinking mode. It's just like, mm-hmm. what do I have to do to get the kids in bed tonight so that I can go and sit by myself or, you know, yeah. I've been there sometimes recently. <laughs> just, I get it. We both get it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, going to Bible study has helped me, you know, cause that's a women's yeah. Bible study group and we can all commiserate <laughs> on yeah, you know, some of the similar requests. things and prayer requests and yeah. And just having that time away from the house, um, can be refreshing in a lot of ways, even though, mm-hmm. you know, you're studying something in particular and you don't read the passage or, you, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about when you show up to <laughs> to the Bible study. That's okay. They still love you. And yeah, (laughs) sitting there quietly eating chocolate the whole night. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) There's absolutely nothing wrong with it because then you're refreshed when you go back home and you don't kill anybody. (laughs) That's always a bonus. (laughs) We can talk about how do you show your burnout to your kids? Because I think a lot of times as moms, we try to hide our feelings Mm -hmm. or not quote burden the children with adult things but honestly they feel burnout too occasionally like it's a universal thing um with homeschooling or anything really you can feel burnt out and whatever you're doing if you're doing too much or it's just mundane Mm -hmm. how how have you shown your kids you know I have said to my youngest more times than I care to admit I'm really tired today. So why don't we watch TV or watch a movie or read a book on the couch and snuggle and have that be our school today? Because I'm tired. Are you tired? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yes, I'm tired. Okay. Well, let's go read a book on the couch and let's call that school today. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's wonderful time to snuggle and um, have those give puts into them at the same time as you're giving rest to yourself. I've done that a lot. Or there was one day that my youngest wasn't feeling 
like school. And so, and I wasn't feeling like fighting him. Um, and so he turned on Mythbusters, and that's science. And he ended up watching eight straight hours of Mythbusters. And you wow. bet your bippy, I counted that as eight hours of science. <laughs> I almost thought you were going to say blippy and I'm like, we've watched a lot of flippy too. (laughs) Preschool, right? Yeah. Those are ours. He's educational. (laughs) He's how to clean a truck. Yeah. Uh, But it was, it was science for him where he can kind of hang out and do what he wanted to do. And it was enough stimulation for him. And he was learning things by watching Mythbusters because that's just a good show to watch anyway. And then I could not be in the room. And I could go put yeah. back into myself. And I don't even know what I did during that time, but I, it was glorious. Right. <laughs> it was nice. As important as having a plan is, it's also just as important to have a backup plan mm-hmm. <laughs> for those days when, you know, like I, we've talked before, I lost my mom recently. And there are some days where I don't want to get out of bed really early in the morning and get started. So we do more school in the afternoon or my kids see that I'm crying at breakfast or upset about something. And they'll just say, Hey, I'm going to take, you know, my youngest, the preschooler, and we're going to go play downstairs. And they're learning just as equally important things and how to be empathetic, sympathetic, take initiative, how to take Mm -hmm. that responsibility or just seeing and reading mom's not okay right now. So how can I help her? Uh, and that's been really heartwarming to see mm-hmm. in my kids, those levels of stepping up that I didn't have to ask or yeah, documentary days are fantastic. <laughs> I think those are completely valid. And I totally remember having public school days where that was what we did. We mm-hmm. watched a video for class and that was school. And no one questioned it or said, that's not enough or that's not learning or there's no judgment yep. at all. Yep. When yeah. you see the VCR on the and the huge TV pull into the room, then, you know, you just get filled with warm fuzzies. Isn't there a meme yes, about that? I'm sure <laughs> the lights go down and, you know, the blinds yeah. are closed and you lean your head on your desk and fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> That's absolutely. Cool. Those were great days. Those were awesome. The best days of school were when I could yes. lay my cheek on the desk and feel how cold it was and fall right to sleep. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or you get a substitute teacher and I'm like, hmm, who could I call in to sub today? <laughs> You know, sometimes I have had my husband be my sub and he actually, he's a cracking that whip, you know, to get them in gear with, we're going to start right now. We're going to do math and we're going to do this. And like, he's really good at getting them motivated to do school and, and making it like, and then the chores are getting done too. Like, how do you do both? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. <laughs> oh, the mysteries. Wow. Yeah. I think it's important to show your kids when you're feeling burnt out and mm-hmm. they see it and I'd rather them see the actual feeling of being sad or whatever, than the angry mom who isn't dealing with her stuff or 100%. is burnout and, yes. you know, yelling all the time or because mm-hmm. we've all been there too. I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's so important to show our children humanity and mm-hmm. because then they learn humanity and that's something that will have a ripple effect into the community and it'll have a ripple effect onto our grandchildren in the future and their spouses. And it's, that's just such an important, important lesson. We didn't talk about reading and I love to read. That's a huge stress coping mechanism for me is just to read a really good book about something completely 
different. Like I just got one on a Russian government spy. That's a real life thriller or Nancy Drew. Like if I'm really stressed, I go to a Nancy Drew and I just read the whole thing in a couple hours and it's just so hunky dory. And you know, that's where you and I are the opposite. I will fall. I think I have ADHD or something. I just, I will fall asleep as soon as I start reading and one of my books, like I can read to the kids because I'm reading aloud and I'm trying to make sure that they're paying attention and, and I want to remember information so I can ask them about it later and stuff. But if I'm reading for my own use, it cannot be fiction. It has to be nonfiction. And I can only read a little bit at a time. Otherwise I just fall asleep. It's like, wow. mel- it's melatonin. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, funny. I, you know, for me to have like there's been a couple of times that I've been angry and in order for me to like, you know, needing that space and Mm -hmm. I will go outside and hang out with the chickens and that's super calming for me or, you know, just kind of chilling with the animals because there's no judgment there and you can let it fly, you know, and just grumble about things or be upset about things. Obviously (laughs) no, don't, I'm not condoning abusing animals. I'm not doing that. I was going to say, you're going to let the chicken fly or... (laughs) You can get on your soapbox (laughs) and give a speech to your chickens or dogs or or whatever pets, stuffed animals, whatever it is. And they listen and they are wonderful about it. And it's calming (laughs) and you can pet them and they're soft. And that gives that stimulation, you know, that sensory input that's calming. Right. You know. (laughs) They're therapy chickens. They are (laughs) therapy chickens. I should get little emotional support vests for my chickens and then I can take them to the store and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine seeing me with like 50 chickens in the the farm store? That's a sad thing. I totally (laughs) could see you doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll punt the books to you. You read the books and let me know how they go. And then um, I'll go play with the chickens. Excellent. Sounds like a plan because your idea of de-stressing would totally stress me out. Like being around all the chickens and the goats Uh and that is not calming at all. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good time, man. Yeah. Yeah. We could read books to chickens. We could do that. We could take books out there. I will be outside the fence. You be inside the fence and I will read and you will play and pet the chickens. (laughs) And we won't talk to each other and it will be so relaxing. sounds wonderful we need to work on that yeah goals (laughs) summer goals well thank you for listening to our wackadoo conversation (laughs) i hope that you have found that helpful even if it's just helpful to know that maybe you're not in a season of burnout or maybe you are and hopefully we're relatable and you know we laugh a lot because if we're not laughing, we're crying. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, you know, we got to have a sense of humor about things. It's maybe seems hard now, but it will get better. We can only control what we can control. So what can you control today that would help make a better outcome for tomorrow if you're feeling really burnt out? Just a simple thing. Maybe just put the kids to bed five minutes earlier to have a little bit of time or take a little more time in the bathroom alone or, you know, have a little chocolate from your secret stash. Go talk to a friend, go for a walk, whatever it is that will help you. Go play with your chickens, be calm and relaxed. Who knows? Take a bath, whatever. We hope that you are encouraged and hopefully something we've said has struck a nerve with you and not in a bad way. (laughs) (laughs) We ride that last nerve like the wind, baby.
Well, be sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Facebook at Go Homeschooling with Erin and Amanda. Same thing on Instagram. You can also find us on email. Goathomeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us an email. Let us send us any ideas that you're interested in and, and listening to and any topics you'd like to hear us tackle. Thanks for listening. See you here yet next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. We hope you'll subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to suggest topics for us to discuss, or if you have any questions, find us at Goat Homeschooling on Facebook, on Instagram at Goat Homeschool, and email us at Goat Homeschooling Podcast at gmail.com. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.